Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Astia, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. To keep the conversation going, let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook or Instagram pages, where you can also find out about the latest episodes and more. Welcome, Dale. So excited to um, have you here and to share your story. Um, first of all, maybe you can just start from telling me where you're from and how long you've been living in Lithuania already. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm from Nottingham in England, and I have been living in Vilnius for about four and a half years now. Wow. Okay. So quite a while. So a good time to have <laughs> an impression already. <laughs> yeah, quite. The honeymoon period is over. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now the real talk can begin. <laughs> Awesome. So how did you come here in the first place? What made you make the decision uh, to move? <laughs> um, I'm quite the cliche, you know, of the um, British man in Lithuania. Mm. You know, um, fell in love with a Lithuanian girl in England. And I don't know. Um, I met my wife back in England. And um, I don't know. We decided to go on like visit Lithuania and mm -hmm. see how it is. We had no intentions of moving over mm -hmm. here at this point. But um, when we came here, you know, I met her family mm -hmm. and I swear, like, they were kind of wanting to show the best bits. Oh, yeah. Just in case, you know, <laughs> you can come and uh, live over here if you want to. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, the grand tour of Lithuania for, like, five days. And, um, <laughs> and like, it... it It really appealed to me, you know, and um, what I saw was really cool. And um, so when we got back, it was like Inception, you know, they planted that seed uh -huh. in my brain, you uh -huh. know, and uh, it just grew from there. And um, then my wife became uh, pregnant and <laughs> due to like kind of like personal reasons and personal experiences growing up, I thought Lithuania was a really good opportunity to uh, start again and to raise children. Mm. So we decided to move Okay. when she was eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> And we drove. Oh, okay. <laughs> What was that experience like? <laughs> um, long, long. Oh. I was joking before we started about her, because obviously being heavily pregnant, uh, about going to the toilet every couple of miles. And oh. she was like, no, no, you know. <laughs> Like, we don't need to stop for the toilet. And uh, I've got an actual album of the amount of... Uh, every time we pulled over, you know, I'll take a picture of the toilet. And <laughs> there's an album full of toilets that we visited during the um, trip from England to uh, Lithuania. So it was quite eventful. One of the most eventful things was, um, you know, sleeping in a boot of a car. I don't know what country we was in, but like um, her family came to pick us up uh -huh. and like they lowered the, the, um, the seats in the back down. And like, you know, I was like, this is really surreal, you know, because they, they, they were still driving. Oh know? my gosh. So okay. I was like, okay, wow. this is eventful. And um, so, yeah, so I remember like going to sleep in, uh, you know, in the back of the car, waking up in some really random, I think it was like a Burger King car park in Belgium <laughs> or something. So um, it was a long, long oh, drive. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. So great experiences. <laughs> okay. If we need to know where it's the best stops for the back of our on the way from Lithuania. <laughs> There's one in Germany. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Five-star review. Okay. <laughs> so 
so nice. And how was it like uh, when you first uh, moved here? What was the impression? How was it different from the five-day extravaganza <laughs> that the, the parents <laughs> put up? <laughs> okay, so um, I, so when I came to visit Lithuania, um, you know, we was visiting places that uh, we as soon as we landed, we went to Trake, and mm. you know, we was on the water. It was summertime. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was relaxing. And then the next day we went to Palangar and mm. we spent like a day there. And then we went to Nida and spent some mm. night there. And then we came back to Vilnius. But I mean, we stopped off at other places as well. But the one thing what I picked up on was no one spoke English. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like a real foreigner. You uh-huh. know, like it felt quite strange, but it was quite nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was quite nice feeling, you know, the foreigner. Mm-hmm. And we came to Vilnius, and again, in Vilnius, you know, we was walking around, and there was like no, I couldn't hear anyone speaking English, and it was quite strange, because, you mm-hmm. know, in most countries, you feel that. So yeah, so we went back to England, and when we actually moved, um, obviously my wife was very pregnant at that time, so I applied for a job at a salon um, in the city centre um, to work pretty much straight away. Mm-hmm. And um, that was quite scary because when I came here, I went for the interview and mm-hmm. the person who was interviewing me didn't speak English. Oh, okay. So I had to bring my wife along with me to like, and I was just like, does nobody speak English here? But, um, so basically like when I got the job and I remember the first day because like the previous day I was asking my wife to just give me some Lithuanian words because I knew none at this uh-huh. point. And um, I even took, like, a Lithuanian dictionary with me (laughs) because I was, like, really scared Uh that no one's going to speak English to me. Uh And um, so my first day came and and I just all of a sudden realized, like, all my work colleagues actually do speak English. Uh So I was, like, a little bit more relieved and... um, and yeah, I felt a little bit bit more relaxed at that point. And yeah, so that was pretty good. But, you know, like... Two, three weeks later, my wife was given birth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a good few months before I actually saw villainous. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, when I was working, like, if I had, like, an hour or two-hour gap or something like that, I would just wander off and try and find, like, an alleyway that I haven't been down. Uh And just try and just discover villainous for myself. Because it's quite funny because, like... A lot of like my clients, because I'm a hairdresser, you know, a lot of my clients mm-hmm. coming in, and they're foreigners as well. Uh-huh. And they're always asking me, like, oh, Dale, where would you go out for a drink? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Can you advise me? Like, I have no idea. I haven't been out. Well, you know, it's like, I've been looking after a bit. <laughs> Sorry? Give me a few more months. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, between having, like, looking after a baby and going to work, there wasn't much time to discover villainous. So, you know, the... You know, as time passed and I had a little bit more chance to um, see Vilnius, like, it just, you know, calmed down a bit and, you know, mm. started to discover the real Vilnius. Mm. What's the real Vilnius <laughs> like <for> <laughs> It's really good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's lo- this sounds really silly, and when I describe this to other people, they kind of don't believe me in a way, but compared to England, it's so safe. Like, it's really safe here. And to think, you know, like, you know, I don't have this paranoia about, like, who's walking behind me or, like, whether I should be going down this way mm. or, oh, my God, it's dark, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's very friendly and safe and it's a lot more chilled out, you know, and uh, there's not as many people. Yeah, it's just, 
a really good atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I imagine it's a feels like a good place to then bring up a family and yeah, exactly, exactly. But I do always say, you know, is Vilnius accommodates uh, people who are looking for a particular thing. Like, I think if it were, if I was, like, 19, 20, 21, uh, you know, and I was, like, living in Utano or something like that, I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you know, you kind of have to move. And yeah. Vilnius, you know, it's is even with the four years that I've been here, you know, it's changed massively. Um, and the youth are really starting to shine. And mm-hmm. um, it's becoming more creative and there's more opportunities for younger people. Yeah, it's good. So, I mean, Vilnius accommodates to me because... You know, starting a family, you know, it's a safe environment. It's it's just a great place. You know, there's a lot of nature. It's, mm-hmm. You know, we're always out in parks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a park or a lake. You know, swimming in the lake in summertime yeah. is beautiful. You know, we don't have that in England. Mm. Well, not as much as we do here in in Lithuania. I really want to talk to you about uh, starting up a business because uh, <laughs> you, you've done that since. <laughs> so how how was that like? How did you decide to do it? How was going was it difficult uh, in the beginning well to tell you the truth like um i was working at a salon and i remember like um i was in the staff room i was on my break and i get a phone call from my wife who's also a hairdresser mm, okay. kind of like how we met okay and um she rang me up and she was like do you want to open a salon i was like i took it very light-heartedly i was uh-huh. like yeah yeah okay you know <laughs> why not uh-huh. <laughs> and um and that was kind of like yeah i kind of thought like oh she's bored you know she's mm. just you know she's just stuck with the baby she's having mm-hmm. some ideas and mm-hmm. but um <laughs> the best ideas come i think at that point <laughs> when you're does. stuck at home with the children <laughs> and all you have can do is think about you know what you want to do yeah and um so basically about half an hour later i started getting some messages of properties and villainous okay i was like what is, is she actually being serious <laughs> and, um, and then um because you know i've always wanted to open this up mm-hmm. um but like i said we only just had a baby so i thought you know let's calm down with that first uh-huh. you know and think about it more um but yeah so anyway she was like <laughs> like an hour later she was like oh, we're going to view this property today. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is actually serious. This is happening. And um, she was like, yeah, cool. So um, I was like, okay. So I met her at this address. Again, this was still when I don't know anywhere in Vilnius. And, uh-huh. um, I was just following Google Maps. And uh, it's and there's this property just outside the President's Palace. And um, it used to be he, uh, a vet, um, a veterinarian. Ah, okay. So we go in, and it was this horrible, like it was very worn down, but like the space was amazing. Like mm-hmm. it was really good. I think literally two days later, she was like signing the papers for it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, this is this is actually happening. Uh-huh. Um, but um, to be honest, like I think uh, when it came to the business side to everything, like it was kind of like my my wife's Lithuanian, so she could deal with the paperwork. Her family's had experience with businesses so mm-hmm. i was just like okay give me a hammer and some nails mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a paintbrush i will go and see to all the um all the salon from the um from the construction side mm-hmm. and you deal with a <laughs> you do it with a paper side yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um so yeah so it was it was quite easy i mean not i think it was i think if it was just me um it would be far more difficult mm-hmm. because um you know, everything is in Lithuania. 
Lithuanian, and um, <laughs> sorry, change the subject. Even like the immigration office has nobody who speaks English in there. So, oh. when, so when it comes to like paperwork and stuff like that, I kind of knew that if it was like if it was just me, it mm-hmm. would be way harder, like much more difficult. Yeah. But the fact that my wife and her families had experience with this, it was well relatively quite easy. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a few things which gave us. Um, some problems and that's because we're in the old town so things to do with like the external of the building mm-hmm. and it was like a long drawn out paperwork sort yeah, of thing yeah had to have like permits to change any little thing I guess even like yeah. we had to actually match the exact paint oh. to paint on some certain area because it still said veterinarian school on the top oh okay so, like I was like open the salon and there's still people bringing in their dogs yeah we really need to cover that but we couldn't because we didn't have the permission to mm-hmm. so for like um, like two months we had nothing but dogs coming in <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame I couldn't cut dogs hair you know oh yeah yeah you should hire someone to do that you know like oh, very inclusive hair salon <laughs> we do people and dogs <laughs> um, so yeah so it was it was fine I mean you know three years later of having a salon you know it's still um you know, it would be nice for me to help out with the business aspect in the sense of like doing the paperwork and helping my wife pay the bills and stuff like that. But it is all in Lithuanian, mm-hmm. and like I'm just so afraid that I'll like, you know, mess it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, leave it with her, and I'll just deal with the front of the business. You know, so yeah, again, it was quite easy because I didn't have to deal with any of the bureaucracy. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, it's, it's really good, uh, you know, either having your partner be able to do that or, or having a lot of friends who can really, like, help yeah, exactly. uh, this this kind of stuff. Because, yeah, it's still, I mean, I guess eventually there will be, it will become easier for people who don't speak Lithuanian to do this. But for now, it's still... <laughs> I think, like, uh, most of the um, office workers, like I mentioned before, um, you know, with the immigration office, it's like, all the people who work there are, like a lot more older because I think like the younger generations don't want to work in these sort of establishments mm-hmm. so we've still got this uh, you know pre-Soviet era like people working in these offices mm-hmm. who can speak Russian or Lithuanian so eventually it will get better because obviously like the younger people who are speak who are more fluent in English will be taking those positions but like right now most uh, government buildings are you know mm-hmm. a little yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, there's actually this um, new space that opened up, um, International House Business. They have some one person, or, or I don't know how many people from migration there, mm-hmm. to help people like in English. <laughs> and I think some from uh, from Sadra, from the tax agency mm-hmm. as well. So it's kind of, there are things in place to help people now. <laughs> but it, it just opened up maybe like a month ago or so, so it's still relatively new, but... But yeah, so I, I can see those steps happening and that makes me very happy because <laughs> all the stories I hear of people with migration, it's, yeah. a, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a weird situation from my perspective, you know, because, you know, some of my clients, I mean, most of my clients are international because mm-hmm. I don't know why we've just been, because I work there, it's deemed as an international salon. Uh-huh. Um, so like we, I get a lot of international clients, um, but my Lithuanian clients and you know, sometimes, you know, they apologize to me because they their English isn't very good. Uh-huh. But I'm like, don't apologize to me. I'm the one who's the foreigner here. <laughs> I should be the one who should be speaking to you in Lithuanian. Mm. So on one half, like, I feel bad because 
it's that situation where like you know Lithuanians are having to kind of like almost have to learn English mm. when you know I think like with the English mentality it's you know, it's like we go to Spain. It's like, why don't they speak English here? Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, we we tend to forget that we we are the foreigners. You know, we are the expats, and um, you know, I think we as a community should be the one who's making more of an effort to understand. I mean, I get it if you like here for a short term stay, mm-hmm. but in the long term, you know, I think it's um, I think it's our responsibility. Mm. How is learning Lithuanian going? Blog eight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, oh, my Lithuanian is pretty bad. Um, yeah, so when I first moved here and um, I went to the university to study Lithuanian, mm-hmm. that was bad. Um, <laughs> the thing is with Lithuanian, if I wanted to learn French, okay, uh-huh. if it was French, yes, there is apps. You know, there's so many apps. Mm. There's many, like, podcasts. There's so many YouTube channels where, you know... you there is a lot of resources there to learn French in your own time. Yeah. You know, all the major apps for the, um, you know, the language apps, you know, yeah. they always got like Spanish and I'm always scrolling every single one of them. Please be Lithuanian. No. Mm. And when there is an app, it's terrible. It's <laughs> really bad. Oh, no. So, the, <laughs> so it, on one hand, you know, it, there's not many resources out there to learn Lithuanian because there's only like, what, like 3 million people who speak the language. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but as a foreigner, you know, you surround yourself with foreigners. So mm-hmm. you've kind of like... You've got your bubble. <laughs> you've got your bubble. And, uh, you know, like I said, my clients are all like the German, they're American, you know. So they speak English. Mm-hmm. My wife speaks English, you know. So um, the only person who doesn't speak English is my mother-in-law. So, oh. but yeah, but like I said, there's, there's no resources. Mm-hmm. And my, I'm currently learning from my two and four year old um, because they've surpassed me already. Mm. <laughs> my two year old speaks better Lithuanian oh. <laughs> than I do. But when I first moved here, we was living with her with her mum. Mm-hmm. They've got you know a nice house and you know plenty of space. They've got a, my wife's got a dog, uh-huh. and you know <laughs> obviously you give it commands in Lithuanian. Yeah. So my first experience with Lithuanian was commanding a dog. <laughs> so <laughs> when it came to people, you know, <laughs> in the song, Sesk, Anam, I could command people, but obviously that's not um, very nice. So, um, yeah, but, um, you know, they always say, oh, you would learn through, you know, through just listening. Yeah. And 90% of the time, all I hear is, no. <laughs> no, no, lavas, no, <laughs> no, keep to no. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, 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 I got that down. Like. I, I, I so got that down. No, <laughs> I was like when I first heard that, I was like, why is she saying no to me so often? What's this? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I can understand if someone's like having a conversation in Lithuanian, I can. I know what they're saying and mm-hmm. they're the subject and everything, but, um, you know, like trying to like, if it, even if I learn the words, you know, I would not know the right ending to that word mm. because there's so many different endings. Yeah. So <laughs> every time I'm going to think in my head, yeah, I've got this down. I've got that right. They're like, nah, <laughs> like, that was not right. 
Yeah, it's it's tricky. I think you know once once you use language for a while, then you can naturally feel what the ending is going to be, and it's not you know thinking about the grammar anymore. But of course, in the beginning, it's yeah, I, I can't imagine <laughs> learning Lithuanian myself. Thank goodness I know it from <laughs> growing up here. But it's it is a tricky language, and um, yeah, I think people who are actually learning it are doing such a such a great job. Mm. It's, it's it's not easy, and like you said, it's so comfortable because. A lot of people speak English, really, in Vilnius especially. Like, most younger people know how to speak English, and then you feel very safe and comfortable, and you don't need to, you know, go the extra mile that much. But you've got your children to teach you, so I think <laughs> you're going you're gonna to go out, maybe, like, read the bedtime stories in Lithuanian. Oh, no, 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 I tried that, but my, my four-year-old, he goes, goes, no, daddy. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he knows, even, even my four-year-old knows how bad I am at Lithuanian. Uh, okay. and, uh, I try with a two-year-old. <laughs> no, he doesn't like it as well. Oh, but like raising like bilingual children, we didn't mm. want that di- like the divide. Um, mm-hmm. Like, daddy speaks English, you know, mummy speaks Lithuanian, and mm-hmm. that's how we've kind of been. You know, sometimes like um, if I'm telling them to sit down. And they're still not listening to me. I'll be like, Sisk, you know, yeah. like, you know, just to <laughs> see if they understand it in that language. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we kind of kept this divide. And whenever my wife was talking to them in English, it was like, no, 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 that's that's daddy's, that's uh-huh. daddy's language, you okay. know. So, that's um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, at home we kept on, you know, we tried to just keep it quite separated, so they have a clear understanding that when I speak, it's. This is English, you mm-hmm. know, and when my wife speaks, it's Lithuanian. Okay, yeah, but it's, it's good. It's good for kids to be able to have good command of two languages then really well from such a young age. So mm-hmm. completely fluent, I guess, in both. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, my oldest one, you know, he always, when you speak in English, you still always use like er instead of and, mm. you know, so he, you know, he's, obviously he's poor, so... Yeah. It's only going to get better, but you know, they still like to mix and match. Like, you know, even I'm saying, like, Mikshuta or, like, uh, Sisu. Kaku, daddy, kaku. Oh, God. <laughs> when we went to England, you know, I, uh, my mum was looking after them. I was like, if they ever say kaku, <laughs> take them to the toilet. It's <laughs> yes. important code words uh, to, to, to learn. Certainly. Yeah, and how was like um, just with the? I guess they they're going to kindergarten now. And yeah, they're going to kindergarten. Yeah, what's the, what's that like for them? Have, how have you found the system that compares to England? Um, so when my my when my firstborn was um, was old enough to start kindergarten, um, we was looking for we kind of like signed up for this um, local um, public kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very nice. It looked very nice. It was quite modern, uh, but the waiting list was huge. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was a really big waiting list. Yeah. So we um, we was looking for private kindergartens whilst you know we kind of wait wait on this private one to come up because we signed up for a few private, you know, public ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like I said, the waiting list was too big. So I kind of like the idea of the private one because I like the idea of. You know, younger teachers, you know, being able to understand me, like, you know, and they can speak to me as well if there's any problems. Mm-hmm. Takes a bit of responsibility for my wife. Um, because obviously, like, I can't even book a dentist appointment without my wife. So it was kind of nice to take some responsibility, you oh, know. Yeah. 
And um, so, yeah, so we found this really nice private kindergarten. He started to enjoy it. And, you know, after a while, you know, obviously as kids do, he was not enjoying it as much and, you know, there was problems. Uh, but then he got accepted to the, um, to the public mm-hmm. one. So it was like, I was a little bit devious about the public one. Yeah. I don't know whether that's just like, you know, like the father in me and, you know, like prejudging places before mm-hmm. I knew it. But um, when we took him there, I was like a little bit skeptical about it. You know, it was like a, a very old teacher and mm. it was like, you know, proper Soviet building. Mm. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a cultural experience. <laughs> totally. Uh, obviously, no one spoke English there, you know, not even the parents, you know, nothing. It was, um, you know, it was a pure Lithuanian government building. And he loves it. Okay. He absolutely loves it. He loves it more. And, you know, I think, you know, like young kids, you know, they're looking for like granny, you know, like they love Mikshita, you know, mm, like the, yeah. and the, like the older ones really love the children, you know, and it's yeah. really cute. Mm. You know, they hug each other and like, it's oh. really nice to see. And I didn't see that in like with the younger people in the, in the private thing. So it was a good decision. But yeah, it's funny because, you know, I have to call up now because of COVID, you know, I can't just go in and pick up my son, so I have to call them. Okay. I'm like there with my bad Lithuanian, oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always quite funny. Oh. Yeah, they, they enjoy it, so. That's the most important thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, that's, that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's really good to hear. So you've uh, also had quite big things happen I guess this year, because you mentioned you were building a house. Have you finished building the house? <laughs> <laughs> like anyone who's had experience building a house, I don't think it's ever complete. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the major construction of the house, we live there now. Mm-hmm. But um, we was um, the way we kind of did it with that was um, we got the land. You know, we decided to just... In, take the longer route so we saved money spend it save mm. money spend mm-hmm. it you know we try to do it as much as we can by ourselves okay. and be self-dependent obviously you know i couldn't do do any of the paperwork or anything like mm-hmm. that so i just kind of like left it with them <laughs> like yeah. you do it again with my hammer yeah <laughs> i'm ready when you need <laughs> i've got my tools you know yeah. <laughs> and my spade you know and um so that's kind of like how it was again with this you know like i left the lithuanians to do deal with the lithuanian stuff and they just pointed me saying build this so and that's what i did so um obviously the main construction of that like the big construction like the bricks and everything like that was done through um lithuanian companies mm-hmm. um like luckily my wife's stepdad's you know has experience in this so he okay. helped us out a lot oh, that's so good to have somebody with experience <laughs> he's like he's like he knows like well, let me take that statement back let me just say he he likes to think he knows okay <laughs> a lot about what he knows um so yeah so but again like as much as i could do i was there doing with you know my wife's stepdad we was doing it was just us two, you know, mm-hmm. we'll save up, we'll buy stuff, we'll do it, we'll build it. I mean, when COVID hit, I mean, obviously it was, you know, when the lockdown happened, it was, you know, not a great thing, you know, for business, for everything like that. But it was like the only time I could actually focus mm-hmm. on getting this house done. So yeah. it took us around about a year and a half, two years. And mm-hmm. then we moved in just a few months back. Okay, so, so cool. So it's 
Still fresh and <laughs> oh, still traumatic. <laughs> still traumatic. Okay, he's, he's in <laughs> little by little. Um, you know, whenever I used to watch this program back in England called Grand Designs, and oh, you know, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, and every single episode is like, yeah, we had a budget of like a hundred thousand. How much did it finally cost? Five hundred thousand. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you think you've got this budget? Yeah. Yeah, no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever have a budget. You, you never, you never do. Yeah, yeah. But it's in little things as well. You know, it's in little things. You know, the things what you don't expect mm-hmm. to be the most expensive things, like digging a hole. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to just rent it out a little digger to, you know, I'm like, that's a few hundred euros. Yeah. You know, like light switches. I've mm-hmm. got loads of light switches, doors. Yeah. Those cost a fortune. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. doors, windows. <laughs> they they're pretty expensive. Yeah, I'm going oh. through a renovation of my house currently. I inherited one from my grandparents, and basically the house has to be rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually today I just got the the wood for the walls because they need to be like the insulation has to be changed. Actually, the um, the the wood that's holding it up has to also. Parts of it have to, has to be changed because they opened it up and it was completely rotten. Like, it's just like you could push it out with a hand. It's like, <laughs> it's a miracle this house is still standing. <laughs> but it's, it's it's crazy. And over the, like, the last few years, the, the prices of all the materials went up so oh, much. Oh, the prices of wood is, is ridiculous. It's crazy. So, so, yeah, this year for me as well, it's like I changed the roof. I changed the windows. <laughs> I got a heating system installed. Like, all of these big things. And, yeah, everything costs double than you think something always happens like there's always something in the way that you have to change so it's uh yeah it's quite an experience my brand new boiler just like um (laughs) i went out and went for like a few hours i came back and i came home i was like what is that noise it's like oh no no." (laughs) (laughs) i go into my boiler room and it's like covered in water i was like oh "Oh, shit (laughs) but um but it's like Ikea as well. Ikea, that like, they've got no stock. So, like, we, we bought, we designed the kitchen in Ikea and then we bought all of the stuff. And, like, there's still, like, cupboards still missing, cupboard doors. Oh, yeah. And every time I go there, like, every week I'm like, have you got that cupboard door? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But it's, it's funny because, like, I mean, um, this, is, this is completely random, but, like, I always compare Lithuanian people to its architecture. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a really so. <laughs> weird, really weird concept. But you know, like I was thinking about it not so long ago. How um, I was driving, and you know, I was driving down the street, and it's, I feel like no one's got planning permission here because you can build whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But like, you know, I was going down the street. I think it was in Jovinas or something. You know, like I would see like this really old traditional beautiful Lithuanian building you know like this really nice wooden and I love it the design of it is Mm -hmm. so nice it's so beautiful and then next door to that you know you've got this horrible Soviet (laughs) (laughs) monstrosity of a concrete you know brutalist looking building and then next to it is like you know the modern day like you know where it's just a glass box you know there's (laughs) like it's just like everywhere else you know you could go to Germany and and it's exactly the same house but that's how I came up with the concept, like, you know, like comparing like Lithuanians to, to the architecture, because, you know, like you've got like this old traditional, you, you, got, you know, you've got this tradition of these Lithuanian people like who keep their traditions and everything. And, and then you've got like this Soviet era of people, you know, and there's a bit of a difference and you can see the difference. And then you've got like this new, young, exciting generation. 
yeah. you know, and uh, you know, where the more expressive and the more creative, you know, and I know that sounds really silly, but like uh, to me, it's kind of the same seeing the architecture to comparing it to the Lithuanian mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I know. I love that. <laughs> That's uh, I've never thought of it in that way, but it's uh, really cool. Yeah, definitely, and the mix of everyone <laughs> yeah. in this tiny country, <laughs> and the mix of attitudes, you know. Oh, yeah. Because that was definitely one thing what I had to get used to, like, moving here. Mm. 100%. You know, I went to uh, Maxima. You know, I put my food on the conveyor belt, and the woman behind the till was, like, looking at me like I was just, like, like I just took a dump on it. Like, she, <laughs> she literally looked like she was going to murder me for inconveniencing oh. her for putting food on the conveyor belt. You know? So, and, you know, like, from an outside perspe- uh, perspective, you know, you, you see this this generation of like it's almost like this cold uh coldness to them mm-hmm. you know but then you kind of think like what they've had to go through you know with the soviet era and stuff like that you know you kind of like have a little bit more like understanding mm-hmm. but definitely getting used to that um yeah do you know what i mean yeah 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 for sure you know, they don't go out of the way to look, you know, like in England, you know, you go with someone, everyone's smiling, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, everyone's like, oh, hello, hi, you know, <laughs> let me open the door for you, you know, here it's like, Jesus, like you open the door for somebody, they still look at you like they want to murder you, <laughs> and the nicest people, but still, I'm just like, okay, action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it takes some getting used to. <laughs> it does. Yeah, but then I'm always so pleasantly surprised when you do go to, like, Maxima and the person is so nice, and then you're like, oh, you made my day. <laughs> 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 this never happens. <laughs> but again, it's like the younger generation, which is, like, shining through with this, you know. Yeah, I wanted to ask what was COVID like <laughs> in Lithuania. How did you, did you, were you able to go back home to visit? Was, uh, how was, how was that? It was uh, difficult, you know, it was difficult with closing the salon because, you know, we, like, you know, we had no income and, you know, um, with England, with the rules and everything like that. But, um, you know, we were, me and my wife was flying back from uh, Egypt uh, when it first happened. And I think we was like the last flight into Lithuania, you know, and like in Egypt, there's no internet. So it's kind of like, it was just like, everyone was in reception and we're then with the weakest internet ever. Uh-huh. It's like, what the hell's happening, you know? Yeah. As soon as we got into Lithuanian airspace, you know, everyone's like, you know, on their phones and, yeah. and um, you know, when we landed, it was like some sci-fi movie, you know, everyone was in like the white suits and mm-hmm. what the hell? <laughs> and the thing is, like that day, the last day I was in Egypt, it was a night flight, so I spent the rest of the day, but I forgot to pack my sun cream. Oh. So, like, I was burnt to a crisp. <laughs> like, I was, I'm ginger. Like, yeah. I'm burnt. And when I got off the plane, you know, everyone was scanning the temperatures to see if they got COVID. And they came to me. And they were like, you know, like, they scanned me. And then they went to the next person. Like, <laughs> because I was like, sunburn. It's not COVID. It's sunburn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, um, but I, like, my wife explained, you know, look at him. He's bright red. He's a lobster. You know, <laughs> You can see. <laughs> <laughs> but again, um, obviously it was uh, scary, you know, with it all. And like I said, we, we had our house, like what I had to focus on. So obviously my wife was looking after the boys because they wasn't at kindergarten and uh, I would be at the house building. I think the second time around hit us harder, you know, because it was like, ah, 
you know. But then <laughs> the saving grace of that, and I think uh, the saving grace for many families was like the kindergartens were still open. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So my wife was just like, you know, they're actually now, you know, she, it, to her it was quite, you know, quite soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband's not here, my kid's not here, you know. Um, Anytime. <laughs> let's get some wine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was, um, I don't know, but in the back of our heads, you know, we was kind of like, you know, we, we need to be open. You know? mm-hmm. And then when we did open again, you know, with the restrictions of only having one client in there mm-hmm. at one time and all the, I mean, I never thought I'd be... Um, mastering the art of putting hair behind a mask you know uh-huh. like putting around masks well, yeah so yeah so um it sucks you know same with all of us you know we've all been through it um yeah yeah for sure but now uh, open and uh, things are going fine <laughs> yeah but it's you know like everyone still has that you know my wife especially you know she has this um the uneased feeling in the back of her head like when's going to be the next time mm-hmm. and, you know I don't personally I don't think there's going to be a next time for mm-hmm. the lockdown but like you know but it's still there you know it's still like you know a thought in the back of your head you know you have to prepare yourself a little bit more you know you just <laughs> put a little bit of savings on the side you know just I think you know being prepared is is always a good thing but it's just you know stealing your you know like um your looking forward to stuff you know mm-hmm. I used to look forward to going to England you know mm-hmm. like because like it was going to be easy you know and see my family and see my friends and my friends and my family coming over here but yeah obviously you know same as many people who live here you know it's been extremely difficult mm-hmm. you know no matter where you are um with all the PCR tests and this and when you've got kids as well so yeah. I did manage to go last October and it was a pain in the ass you know mm. it was it was it was more hassle just to like just go there and see my family and like now nah, I'm just like nah <laughs> but uh, so hopefully this year my friends and family will come and, okay. and visit yes. yeah. have they visited before? Like they have before? they have and my grandma especially and my mother love it here okay uh, except for now we've got two spare rooms in our house so uh-huh. <laughs> my mom and my grandma's already like yeah you know we're going to come and live with you <laughs> and um yeah, uh, but my friends, you know, my friends came when I first moved here, and again, I didn't know much, but now I have like so many cool places where I can take them, and yeah, mm. it's gonna be good. Yes. Uh, What's your favorite place to take people? What is it for? Will be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, obviously, like Ojibus is like my personal favorite, but like, um, oh, I had a tour at the um, prison the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at look. Mush- yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, so yeah, that was really cool. Um, and again, what they've done to that place is phenomenal. So you know, that was really cool to see around, and you know, it's still shocking how that was only closed like a year or two ago. Yeah. Crazy. Like, that is actually insane. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's been in there, they would know what I mean. You know, it's um, pretty crazy. Yeah, that was uh, really fun. Did you do the around. day tour or the night tour? The day tour. Okay. okay. It'd be interesting to see the night tour. Yeah, but I really want to go to a gig there because obviously they do uh, concerts there. So yes, that'd be yes. really cool. Yes, in the summer there were so many. My I, my office is actually next door, so I would hear all the rehearsals <laughs> from, awesome. from my office. <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh, this band is playing. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been to a couple, and it's it's really cool. And actually, they do quite a few events. Uh, yeah, they, they do. They even did a Christmas market there, mm. and they filmed uh, Stranger Things season four there as well. Yes. Yes. So, like, I was, like, asking the tour guide, I was like, come on, show me where it was. And he's like, no, we can't, it's top secret. I'm like, come on. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Because uh, obviously there was, there's going to be a tour when that uh, when that shows. The same with kind of like uh, with um, um, what's that other TV show that was filmed here recently? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. You know. People having tours of Fabianish kits and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's just like a regular neighborhood, and now it's like this <laughs> huge yeah. thing <laughs> because yeah. of the, the series. Because that's the thing. As soon as you go outside, I mean, as as a person when visited here, um, you know, like going through districts like Fabianish kits and seeing this really old Soviet mm-hmm. place. I, I literally remember the first day actually when uh, we came here. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, my wife loves this story because uh, she always tells it to everybody who comes. Um, when I landed and we got in the car and drove out and, um, you know, I was like looking out the window, I was like so fascinated by everything. Yeah. And then I saw a trolley bus for the first time. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> and, like my wife and her family's like laughing their head off because I've never seen such a thing like that. But I really wanted to go on it because yeah. it looked really cool, you know. A lot like from history books. Yeah. And then, you know, going through Fabianish guests. But, like, I always remember, um, I was in the car, and, like, all the phones were, like, beeping, and then, like, the air raid sirens were going off. And I was driving through Fabianish guests, I was like, what is going off? <laughs> oh, yeah, war is rushing here or something? Like, what the hell is this? And she was like, no, no, it's only, you know, it's only just, you know, pretend. Uh, like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize that this was like a yearly thing you know to like mm. you know you know just be prepared yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like to keep the you know the dust off the sirens and it just just in case yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the drills um yeah um, I don't, we don't really have that many i think we had that one yeah the, like three years ago or something <laughs> i guess you were the game at the right time <laughs> i was like what <laughs> um oh there's that new area of business as well which is like really cool to visit oh peace oh peace that's the one. That's 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 like the complete opposite of Lithuania. Mm. Like I go in there and thinking like I'm in the Netherlands or something. Like <laughs> yeah. this is like really different, but it's like really cool vibe. Mm. And like the canteen there is like phenomenal and yeah. it's very Instagrammable. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, walking along the river down there, then you know, going through Ujapis and stuff like that is it's so beautiful around there. Um, you know, going through the park, it's um, it's very nice. You know, I always say people to like the gates of dawn and, mm-hmm. you know, when my mum and my grandma first came, you know, like, they did more than what I did, <laughs> you know, so I was like, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, she called me up, my mum called me up and she was like, oh, we don't know where we're going, like, I'm lost, I'm like, where are you? I'm outside of church. <laughs> that doesn't help, <laughs> there's like millions here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really big, that still doesn't help. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, um, but oh, uh, going up at the University Bell Tower is like mm. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, beautiful view of that. But it's like um, I always recommend people to go to the the Hill Through Crosses than the castle because mm-hmm. like, the Hill Crosses I feel like has got a much better view, shall we say? And even the TV tower, like I would never eat there, and it looks terrible. But like going up the lift is quite an experience in itself. You know, I've never actually was scared about a lift until going into that lift. But mm. um, the views from up there is, like, phenomenal. And you realise just, like, how green yeah. the Vilnius is. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, Vingus Park, and, you know, it's very, very, very green. And, um, yeah, basically have forests in the city, so... <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's very nice. It's, that's great. Yeah, I would never eat there either. <laughs> like, like, all the experiences yeah. from childhood that I've been <laughs> and tried eating, like, no, no, just <laughs> get some tea. <laughs> enjoy the view yeah yeah 
yeah, there's but like altogether, like you know, there is like a, a pros and cons about living in Vilnius, you know, living in Lithuania. Um, one of the bigger things what I had to like get used to about living here was the food. Hmm. I think that was uh, <laughs> that was one of the biggest things, you know. Before coming to Lithuania, my, my wife was saying to me, oh, when you come to Lithuania to visit, you know, my mom wants to cook, uh-huh. cook you something, Lithuanian. Uh-huh. And she was like giving me this list of names. I'm like, I have no idea what any of these are. Yeah. And then she was like describing them to me. And, she's like, and one of them was like a potato sausage. I was like, how could that be bad? <laughs> it's, it's a potato sausage with like meat and potatoes inside. I was like, oh, I'll have that. Uh-huh. And then I came and then, uh, you know, went around to the house for the first time. And, you know, her mom was cooking and she presented me. I can't even <laughs> describe <laughs> what she put in front of me. I knew exactly what it looked like, but it yeah. didn't look like a potato sausage. Yeah. It was green. Oh, okay. In the shape of a sausage. I was like, wow. I was like, you know, obviously I didn't want to offend her. I was like, mm, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> um, I later on discovered a few weeks later that my mother-in-law just it's just a really bad cook but uh you know like getting used to it. one of the funniest things was just like every time when i have a dish it's just got sour cream and dill like uh-huh. everything is just sour cream and dill yeah. and um <laughs> when my family came over i took them to a Lithuanian restaurant and uh i was like oh you know you should try this try some zeppelini and you know some potato pancakes and the beet soup and then, but like, I was a little bit bored of this, and they did lasagna. And I was like, oh, you, you guys have this, I'm having lasagna, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really looking forward to it. And like, all the food came out, and like, my lasagna came with dill and sour cream on it. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, I can't take that out. Like, <laughs> you're still in Lithuania, man. Like, embrace it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, like, I used to always carry, like, sachets with, like, salt and pepper as well. <laughs> like, just seasoned stuff as well. So, um, yeah, food was... Um, Took some getting used to. <laughs> yeah. I could only manage half a portion of Zeppelini because mm. it was, like, really filling. But now I could devour five of them. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you build up resilience as time goes on, I guess. <laughs> you do. You do. What's your favorite Lithuanian dish? What's my favorite Lithuanian dish? Zeppelini, uh, or like the potato pancakes with the meat inside. Oh, Kibbeh? How do you pronounce it? Kibbeh? Kibbeh? Kibbeh. Yeah, see. really bad. Um, you know, they're just basically like an English pasty, you mm-hmm. know. Um, those are really nice. That's why, really. Mm, okay. <laughs> I like to do a lot of cooking, so. Oh, you know, right, okay. Cooking, you know, a lot of my Lithuanian, like a lot of my family, especially my. And my mother-in-law, they love, like, English... When I cook English food for them. Mm. So when it comes to, like, Christmas or, like, Sundays, you know, I always cook them, like, a Sunday roast or oh. like, cottage pie or, like, pigs in blankets and, you know, toad in a hole. <laughs> yeah, they love all that, so... Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, being able to share, share that with the family. It's great. Well, it's funny because, like, it's very difficult. One of the most devastating pieces of news I received whilst living here was... Apparently, a few months before I arrived here, there was a um, Marks and Spencer's food court. Mm. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> you know, and um, so, um, yeah, to get actual genuine stuff. And this, changing, going off a little bit off topic, like mm. one of the things what um, 
again, food-related, is, oh, like, Lithuanian food's good here, but foreign food is really bad here. Mm. <laughs> Indian food <laughs> gets a good shout-out. <laughs> and um, I think what it is, is it comes down to, um, you know, the ingredients. Because, you know, there used to be this British cafe here owned by a British man and he used to cook the food and mm-hmm. I used to go for a full English breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was never the same. Like, it, was, it had the components, but yeah. it wasn't the same. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like trying to make Zeppelini in England. You know, mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whenever I'm cooking or something like that, you know, like trying to get ingredients... Like, apparently there's one Asian shop in Konos or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, you can't get anything. You can't get, like, spices or, like, you know... Like, gravy. Why is there no gravy here? <laughs> I went to KFC for the first time. I was like, have some gravy. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like gravy. <laughs> what is this you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> beans. Have some beans with my chicken. No. What? <laughs> um, so, um, things like that. So, like, a lot of my British... Um, from the British Embassy and stuff like that, you know, whenever we, um, whenever I do the head, we always like look after each other. We're like, oh, I'm going back to England. Do you want anything picking up? I'm like, yes, pack up stuffing and the packet of gravy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, things like that is, um, but when you get in it, it's like rationed, you know, like I, I ration my stuffing, I ration my gravy. Mm-hmm. Is this meal worthy of gravy? You know, <laughs> things like cordial, you don't have uh-huh. cordial. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Lidl does, like, this British week, because they do, like, the, oh, the yeah, food weeks, okay. um, you know, they do cordial. So I'm, like, I'm literally there with, like, a trolley full of cordial and bacon. They do English bacon on this uh, thing. So, like, I'm literally stockpiling my bacon <laughs> and my uh, cordial mm-hmm. um, supply. And... Um, so yeah, so like, like I said, it's like so restaurants, I can imagine like struggle to get the authentic taste of stuff because simply they can't get it. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like a trend now of uh, well, at least uh, I had a guest on who has a like cafe restaurant. Uh, he's from Spain, and the plan is to open up a shop of uh, Spanish food that mm-hmm. he will also you know use the food for the restaurant and then can also sell to people. So he will be able to have. The ingredients here because they're just they're just not here yeah um for some other maybe um like um countries or cuisines there is some more like italian i think has there are options out there the oh the italian food here is amazing i've never tried so such good pizza mm. than here <laughs> like my god really? po pizza here is whew. Uh, really good pizza here. Yes, I think the Italians have got it down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so now for the rest of the people to catch up. <laughs> Chinese. <dick>. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, it's going to be a little bit more difficult with England not being part of the EU now. Okay. You know, uh, I always try to get my family to bring over some meat and stuff like that. Can't do it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's a shame that like, just little things like that, you know. You've got a sauté, but like, um, you know, they do like a lot of the foreign foods, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, I, the way I summarize it with a sauté, and many shops what sell foreign food is, like, there's a lot of companies what make a lot of money pretending to be British. So like, there's a lot of British companies what just simply sell abroad because, mm-hmm. you know, they deem it as British. Okay. So for example, like English tea, there's mm-hmm. only two teas what English people drink, it's Yorkshire tea and Fiji tips. Mm-hmm. 
But like, whenever you go to like, you know, to like an international shop, you would never get PG tips or Yorkshire tea. It'll be like English tea. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it's not what we what we have. Yeah. So you know, when you go to a sorte, you know, it says, "Oh, it's British." I'm like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> I've never heard lies. of this brand. <laughs> All lies. Okay, good to know. <laughs> well, I did live in England for a while, so yeah, uh, I, I do get surprised by some of the things here that are like, like oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Where's the Marmite? If you were that international, you would have Marmite oh, right oh, here. Oh. No, nobody <laughs> likes that outside of me. <laughs> <laughs> One of my parents brought some back. I tried. I gave it to my family, and they was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> like you guys eat pig's ears and stuff like that. How are you complaining about Marmite? <laughs> One observation about food here as well is um, whenever I go to my mother-in-law's or like you know some some Lithuanian house, you know you go in the fridge. And I'm like, oh, have you got any meat? And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's on the shelf. I'm like, where? And it's like it's just like a block of fat. <laughs> There's no meat there. It's like there is meat there. There's like this tiny sliver of like actual meat, and about ninety nine percent of it is fat. Mm-hmm. Like no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not right. <laughs> uh, so cool. Um, I also. Since you, you came here, you mentioned that you have a YouTube channel, which you didn't tell me before, so I don't know if you want to mention a little <laughs> bit about that or um, what kind of videos uh, you, you post. Or um, No, that's uh, just kind of like a side project. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, I'm a hairdresser, and um, I used to be an educator as well, so, oh, okay. you know, um, yeah, um, I just make, like, tutorial videos and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, finding time to do all that. You know, it's like, like I said, building a house, running a business, children, you know, with being busy with my clients. You know, I'm trying to like, you know, do this, but like um, living in Lithuania, um, you know, like every Lithuanian is like IT. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what do you do for living? IT. You know, and there's a lot of creative people who I know who are like, who can help me, so... Mm-hmm. It's quite good, you know, like, I'll have, like, a film crew come in and, like, help me. And then I'll, like, I recently, like, helped someone out. And she was like, oh, I'll edit your video for you. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so yeah, it's it's a good project. Um, and, you know, it's attracted some attention, but um, time. Mm, yeah, everything requires requires time. Exactly. Yeah. What's, the, what's the channel called? Dale Hazeldine Hair. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. Anyone who wants to check it out. If you want to know how to cut your hair, like during lockdown, if you want to cut your partner's hair, yeah. there you go. Oh, there, oh very, very useful. If very you want a bob, you can learn. And uh, what's the name of your salon? Uh, 414. 414, okay. Yeah. So, again, we have a big... Um, a big... Um, we, like, I feel like we should have, like, the... Fl- like, we have, like, all the embassies come in um uh, like all the embassies all the diplomats or the um, ambassadors and stuff like that i feel like we should have like like you know like a united nations with like all the flags outside the building uh. i feel like we should have like miniature flags coming above my door you know but um it's kind of cool it's it's kind of nice because like you know i don't know why because so many people speak lithuanian i mean english here but like the first comment what i get from people is like i'm so glad that there is like you're here because you know i'm scared and mm. people are genuinely scared about these little things yeah. moving to a new country which hairdresser do i go to mm-hmm. you know, which dentist do i go to so you know like um you know the foreigners in Vilnius facebook group yeah. is constantly 
can anyone recommend a hairdresser? Can anyone yeah. recommend a dentist who speaks English? You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice that we can provide that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so the last question I ask uh, all my guests is to describe living in Lithuania in three words. I don't know if you thought about it before, but <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> like... really hard about this. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I just bring this on people like nobody knows. Thanks for giving me the heads up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, safe. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to get stabbed or robbed. It's quite nice, you know. In England, it's quite a uh, quite a possibility of getting stabbed and uh, robbed. Uh, so that's quite nice. So safe. Confusing. Mm. I think uh, confusing is uh, sometimes like I'm seeing things where I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing it this way? Like, <laughs> there's a 21st century. There's computers and uh-huh. <laughs> stuff. Um, and also, what's really funny but also frustrating is when I mentioned my YouTube channel, Dale Hazeldine Hair, um, like, everyone here thinks I'm a woman. What? <laughs> I'm not exaggerating because my name is Dale Hazeldine. Uh-huh. And here it's Dale Hazeldine. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I go into a taxi, they're like... <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> like, Dale. <laughs> I went to, I even got uh, questioned at the airport by security because they didn't think my boarding pass was mine because, yeah, because they thought <laughs> I was a woman. Yeah, Dalla. Yeah, and uh, I went to the post office trying to collect uh-huh. a package. And then there was like, you know, they didn't speak English. And I was like, Dalla. I'm like, no, Dale. <laughs> like, here's my ID. I'm not a woman. I know I've got long hair, but, you know, the beard kind of gives it a little bit away. Um, so yeah, confusing. You know, yeah. there's there's some confusing elements uh, to culture. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's very confusing. So uh, the third word, I want to say relaxing. You know, like the ease of mind of like I don't know whether it's because it's me because as a foreigner, you know, like you know, I don't know your politics. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know much of your language. So, like, sometimes I'm just in my own little world, you mm-hmm. know. I don't have to get stressed about your guys' politics. You know, I still get stressed about British politics. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't even live there anymore. Uh-huh. You know, I open up BBC News and I'm tearing my hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you leave that bubble, you know, of, you know, because when you're in England or, like, you're in a, you know, you're an American in America, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this, like, this bubble of, like, you know, like, my country is the best and... You know, everything we do, we're great at. And then mm-hmm. when we leave that bubble, we look back at your country going, oh, it's an embarrassment. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Boris Johnson. Like, Donald Trump. Like, I know he's not president, but, you know, like you see it from a whole new perspective. Yeah. Um, so just being in another country and, um, you know, it's, it's relaxing knowing that um, you don't, you know, like, you, I don't have to care about that. Mm. You know, I just... Don't have to focus on politics. I mean, there's some things that still don't make sense. Again, with the confusing, you know, with the alcohol laws and stuff like that. Like, alcoholics don't work, you know? <laughs> they can get their, their drinks in the daytime. It's yeah. me who's suffering. I've finished work. I want a glass of wine. Yeah. I can't, you know? Um, so, yeah, so, but it's, you know, the having the opportunity to go into nature, you know, you, you're so close to nature, you know, you're mm-hmm. so close to a forest, you're so close to, like, there's, where I live, there's about three lakes, oh, and wow. all three of them are equally beautiful. Um, 
you know, like Green Lakes, you mm-hmm. know, and all that sort of areas. You know, it's it's relaxing. You know, you go to Druskaninki or like uh, oh, I went to this spa town recently, Bushkanas. Bushkanas. Yeah, Bushkanas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's actual town spas. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just go there and like go, you know, go to a spa. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, so relaxing is uh, and a peace of mind. You know, it's it's really nice. You know, I had to kind of like get used to this um, this mentality because in hairdressing, especially, you know, Saturdays, you know, over the weekend we have to work. You know, mm-hmm. we have to work. It's the busiest time. Yeah. And, you know, all the staff are there, you know, and when it comes to the weekends here, you know, like, I'm the only one who's working because all my staff is off. And then I realized, like, you know, like, Lithuanians like to go away from the city, you know, you've got your summer houses, you know, you've got mm-hmm. nature, you know, you've got the coast. And, uh, you know, you're walking around the city center at the weekend and it's really quiet. Yeah. And it's really nice. I like that mentality of just leaving and mm-hmm. just unwinding. You know, going to a little hut somewhere, going to a sauna, you know, going to for a walk in a forest. It's beautiful. It's it's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for being on and to hearing your experience and uh, so many things you're doing. So just best of luck with everything. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast or let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook or Instagram pages. If you enjoyed listening, please consider supporting the podcast on Contribute. All supporters are added to a private community and invited to join meetups and events. If you or anyone you know would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time.